Ask Andy is our new subscriber-only show. Every month, Andy answers your questions. Like these. What's your favourite colour biro? What the f*** is it with you and terrapins? Uh, what are the spring 2024 catwalk colours? How goes it with the sitar? Can you recommend either the floating barge or the detour to Rwanda? What do you think of the kids of politicians getting into politics? Maybe you and your colleagues would be able to suggest some coping mechanisms. And Andy even asks a few questions himself. Do you, do you think I could get to Christmas number one? Subscribe to Ask Andy Now via any podcast platform. Go to thebuglepodcast.com forward slash donate. Welcome to Top Stories. I'm Andy Zaltzman and we're digging once again into the archives of... Any guesses? Yes, it's the Bugle Podcast for the 139th episode of Top Stories in a row. Time for a roundup of crime for you now. Uh, in February 2013, the courts were very busy. Expect diamonds, killer athletes and dodgy MPs. Here I am with John Oliver. Top story this week! What time is it? Hold on, let me check my watch. Wait, someone's stolen my watch! Oh, I get it. It's crime time! <laughs> and we're starting this episode with a Bugle crime roundup because it has been a good week for getting away with crimes, Andy. So, bad luck, Buglers, if you didn't have the foresight to try and commit any over the last seven days. But, uh, let's start... <laughs> that, does sound, it, that does sound like you're going in hard on the Pistorius case, John. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, I'm going in soft on the oh, Pistorius right, yeah. thing, Andy, in that I was planning on not mentioning oh, it right. at all. Because before we get into the uh, the crime section, which doesn't deal with the Pistorius case, it has yeah. proved yet again, John, how efficient trial by media is yes. as a form of justice. Because Much quicker. Much, with the Pistorius case, we already had an instant verdict, which was definitely innocent. Then within hours, appeals process, definitely guilty. And then over <laughs> subsequent days, another appeal, and it's now probably innocent. So, you know, that's, that, that is trial by... That is trial by it's, it's going to take week, months, probably years to get through the courts, John. And we've already had three different verdicts in a week. It's streamlined justice, Andy, as you know, as as people could even, couldn't even have dreamt of. That is the future. It, and when you compare it with the uh, the Vicky Price case here, that uh, some buglers might be aware of, where uh, Chris Hune, the uh, former cabinet minister, uh, pleaded guilty to getting his wife to take uh, a speeding offence uh, for him on his license, uh, and. Uh, but his wife, uh, the, the case went through court and the jury was discharged this week and a retrial ordered because they sent some questions to the judge that showed that they were basically didn't have a f***ing clue what was going on. <laughs> These questions basically included questions like, can I decide she's guilty if I think she's got a shifty face? My mate Ian <laughs> reckons she's done it. Can I use that as evidence? I've seen pundits on the telly predict the outco outcome of sporting events by gut feeling. If that's allowed there, can I do it in a court case? And if we can't decide by discussion, should we do eeny, meeny, miny, moe, or a game of scissors, paper, stone? And if so, should it be best of three, best of five, or a simple one-off? So there you go, John. Bad week for trial by jury, good week for trial by media. Your witness. <laughs> Well, let's start our crime roundup in Belgium, Andy. Belgium was the scene of a spectacular crime this week, which thankfully did not involve a creepy old man locking people in his basement and sexually abusing <laughs> them for decades. So they must have been relieved about that, the Belgians, Andy, because anything less horrific as a crime than a creepy dungeon man has to go into the books as a big win for the Waffle Wizards. Uh, instead... 
Belgium was the scene of a spectacular diamond robbery. Apparently, eight masked gunmen took less than five minutes to pull off one of the biggest diamond heists in recent years, stealing precious stones worth about $50 million from the hold of a plane bound for Switzerland. And yes, $50 million to Belgians, Andy. That is a lot of waffles. <laughs> in fact, I believe that is how it was reported on the news there. Good evening, fellow Belgians. We have breaking news, which is not chocolate-related. <laughs> A spectacular diamond heist has taken place at Brussels Airport, where police say thieves made off with precious stones worth upwards of 70 million waffles. <laughs> waffles that will now remain uneaten, their sweet goodness unaccented with cream and berries and a choice of syrups. This is a sad day for waffles, and is therefore a sad day for Belgians. <laughs> Hold your waffle close tonight, fellow Belgians, and tell it how much you love it. In other Belgian news, waffles are still delicious. So let us eat waffles and be merry. God bless waffles. God bless Jean-Claude Van Damme, and God bless Belgium, and God bless waffles again. Good night. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how it was reported, Andy. I just don't know how else they'd explain it to Belgians and still have it make sense to them. Yeah. Well, this, as you say, an incredible story. This gang yeah. drove through a hole in the airport's perimeter fence, then heisted the living shit out of a security van, hyper-heisting £30 million worth of rocks, whilst uh, the security van driver was distracted, um, queuing up for a plate of waffles. Now, it's uh, just <laughs> inevitable, John, if you take valuable goods through Belgium. That, that kind of thing is going to happen, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, police are searching now for eight uh, masked gunmen, uh, and they're also searching for some chocolate sauce and whipped cream. <laughs> So, apparently these armed robbers were dressed in police uniforms, broke through this hole they'd made in the security fence, uh, had a van and a fake police car, drove straight across the runway to a Swiss passenger plane uh, where staff uh, from a security firm had just finished unloading the diamonds. They flashed machine guns, but no shots were fired as they took 120 parcels from the plane's hold, getting away at high speed through that hole in the fence. Uh, the van was then found later uh, burnt out just outside Brussels. And the only possible response to that, Andy, is, wow, that is awesome, because for some reason, everyone loves a diamond robbery, Andy, there's just, there's something so romantically authentic about it, we've become so used to money being stolen through white-collar crime nowadays, insider training, or Ponzi schemes, or dodgy high-frequency trades of derivatives, that the idea of people actually going to the effort of putting on a costume... Travelling to steal a physical diamond, it's incredibly appealing. You root for them, Andy. They're gentlemen criminals. <laughs> you just assume that they dress well and that they plan the heist by standing around, looking at scale models of the site, drinking single malt whiskey, smelling incredible and making wisecracks at each other. <laughs> it's... A diamond robbery feels like a victimless crime, even when it isn't. If, if you can imagine George Clooney doing something, it just can't be that bad, Andy. <laughs> he's too handsome for whatever he's doing to be criminal. It's just, it's just, that's just a fact. Yeah, I don't know if anyone who's seen the film Syriana would necessarily agree with that. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> 
Well, I don't know if criminal's the right word. It was certainly pretty damn tedious. But um, <laughs> so as you say, those gems were on their way to... Any guesses, Buglers? Yes, Switzerland. Oh, uh, the Swiss. Yeah. The Swiss. Well, ironic twist on the traditional timeline of stealing valuable stuff. Maybe it was a satirical heist. I guess we'll just have to see if any of those jewels end up being distributed around Jewish families in Germany. Um, <laughs> of course, you know, these days you immediately think when something like this happens, that's probably a stunt for a TV reality show. But this, as you say, was a genuine... Old school diamond heist, and um, there must have been some consolation for the security van people as they stared at the machine guns pointed in their faces, contemplating the prospect of an extremely rapid and noisy death, to think, ah, well, this is a bit awkward now, but they're definitely going to make a film of this. Absolutely, yeah. definitely. I wonder who's going to play me. <laughs> Probably, if I get shot, it's going to be a fat guy with a trustable face. If I, <laughs> if I get away alive without being shot, just any fat guy. Awesome. <laughs> Hollywood, here I come. <laughs> I just... I love a diamond heist, Andy. I remember when, you remember back in 2000, British detectives prevented that diamond robbery at the oh, Millennium yeah. Dome, where they were planning to steal, I think, £350 million worth of diamonds that were on show by breaking in with a bulldozer before getting away on speedboats. <laughs> I remember being so disappointed that they didn't succeed. It feels like diamonds are basically made to be stolen. Why else would we assign such arbitrarily high value to them? If... If, if it's sufficiently imaginative and it doesn't hurt anyone, I think diamond robbery should essentially be legal. That was another top story. Thank you for listening. Now pop over to the Mothership and listen to the latest Bugle podcast. It's very much like this show, Top Stories, but uh, considerably longer and newer, as in from right now. <laughs>